My name is Jillian Perrick, and I'm a lover of all things orange chocolate, think One Tree Hill is way better than the OC. And as a person who stutters, I hope to one day inspire women with invisible disabilities to overcome their limiting beliefs and start the business of their dreams, just like I did. I'm a mindset coach specializing in imposter syndrome, helping women beat their inner imposter using neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, and time techniques. And this is the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. This podcast is for you if you're an entrepreneurial woman trying to navigate the online space with a lot of passion and a lot of uncertainty. If you feel like your ideas are unoriginal, that your message isn't necessary or important, or like you're a complete and total fraud, then you've come to the right place. This podcast will take you from imposter to empowered with ninja-like brain hacks, easy to implement strategies, and uplifting real talk to make you feel like everything you want is in reach. Let's get started, girlfriend. Hey guys, welcome back to the pod. Today's episode is sponsored by the From Imposter to Empowered course. Just like this podcast name, this is my signature course, which is my 10-step methodology of find and defeat. It is what I help my clients through to help them overcome their inner imposter and unclog their energetic drain to truly get what they want in life. Um, We get bogged down by our limiting beliefs, our past experiences, our childhood trauma, things that really affect our ability to see our inherent worthiness, and that translates into our business. And when that does, it really holds us back from charging high for our services, for really feeling confident in showing up, for launching, for doing whatever we need to do to make that money. So this course is designed to help you get through all the bullshit, cut through it, and do what you're supposed to do in business and do it well and do it confidently. And that is why I am so excited to have launched this course because this is a way for you to work with me without it being in a one-to-one capacity. So you can go and buy that course for only $147. And if you use the code FITE podcast, you will get 15% off. Again, FITE podcast. I will put the link in the show notes and I can't wait to see. Make sure you screenshot yourself doing the course and tag me at your coach Jill on your Instagram story. So today is going to be a pretty short episode. I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a taste of the types of questions that you should be asking yourself and the types of questions that I use to not only empower my clients, but empower myself as well. Because powerful questions is what a coach is supposed to pose for their client. A lot of the time there's confusion around coach and consultant um, and coaching is really probing and getting to the root of the issue with your client and asking them powerful questions that they answer within themselves. Because the aim is that if you are either a coaching client or you are a coach listening to this, the aim is that your client or you have all the answers inside of you. You already know exactly what you need to do, but just like my course does, you need to unclog the things that are holding you back from seeing the truth and truly leading you down your purpose-filled path and powerful questions are a way to do that and really um, empower you to make the right decisions and see a different perspective. Something I do often with my clients and something you'll see all over my Instagram page is reframing and even though it's just 
a simple changing of the way we word things, it really helps you see a differing perspective because the brain is going to look for what you give it. The subconscious mind takes everything extremely literally and extremely personally. So if you say to yourself, I'm not going to be a good coach, your brain is going to look for the evidence that you're not a good coach. It is going to take what you're saying literally, even if it's just a thought in your head, obviously, if it's a thought in your head and if you say it aloud. But if you say to yourself and think to yourself, I'm I'm not going to be a good coach, your brain is going to look for the evidence as to why that is true. If you say instead, I am open to the possibility of being a good coach, your brain is going to again, look for the evidence that you are trying to give it. That is a powerful exercise that I just did right then and there. And that's called belief bridging. There's an episode on why your affirmations aren't working for you. Go back and listen to that because I talk about belief bridging in there. It's a couple of it's a couple episodes back um, and belief bridging is a big component of the From Imposter to Empowered course. So a couple questions that came to mind for me. The first one was, does this decision feel expansive or limiting? So something that I really use to make my own decisions and to help clients make decisions, whether that's investing, working with people, etc. I ask them, does this decision make you feel more, make you feel expansive, abundant, excited? Or does it make you feel limiting? For example, there is a mastermind that I joined and it's pretty pricey. I would say it's probably the highest mastermind that I've ever taken part in in terms of price and investment. But as soon as I got the email that I was approved, even though I knew it was going to be a big investment, I was so excited. I got up that day and I felt so abundant, so pumped up about it, just so excited. It's a mindset mastermind money mindset mastermind I'm so excited like it's it hasn't started as I'm recording this but it's about to and I'm really excited for it and I know it's going to be amazing and I felt really excited about it so even though it was a little bit of a stretch um, to pull it together to make the first payment I did it because as soon as I got the email I felt excited there have been times where I've went to invest in something and it didn't feel good but every time that I've it's still scary But every time that I've gone to invest in something like my social media manager, my VA, my virtual assistant, my OBM, which is my online business manager, whenever I've done anything that I've actually gone through with and felt excited about, it's always worked out for me. That doesn't mean that I haven't been afraid. It just means that I have pushed through the fear because I was excited and felt expansive. But when something feels limiting, like if you get on a discovery call with somebody or a sales call with somebody and they're really negative and you don't know if you can help them and it's making you feel really small and limited, but they're like, oh yeah, like I'm interested in still working with you. Is that a good choice? And this is where I really want you to use your gut and use your intuition. Does it make you feel small and limited to work with this client? Or does it make you feel expansive and excited to work with this client, even though like you're a little bit scared? Because I mean, it's scary taking on clients. It's scary doing work for somebody and not knowing if they're going to be happy with it, right? So definitely something that I would encourage you to ask yourself whenever you're making any type of decision is, does this decision feel expansive or feel limiting and again you have to get really in tune with your body and tune into the types of feelings that you may feel the emotions that you have and a lot of us aren't trained to do this in terms of checking in with your body I know it's something that I've had to learn to do because I was always like 
like a very heady person. And by heady, I mean very logical in my head thinking where I deliberately used to go against my gut feelings and do things because I was like, well, logically, this makes sense. But when you ignore your intuition, you're ignoring that nudge that is saying like something doesn't sit right here. Now, of course, if you're denying absolutely everything and just going off of like, emotion in terms of oh this is how I feel right this second so I'm not going to do it you also have to give yourself time so I gave myself a couple of days even though I felt really excited I gave myself a couple of days and thought is this a decision I want to make and the answer was yes if you sleep on it if you give it a just like a little bit of time that's great um, you don't have to take like a fucking week or two weeks or a month or anything to make a decision but be choosy with what you do and what you invest in and listen to your intuition give it time and really come from a place of does this make me feel excited or does this make me feel like I'm not gonna be able to accomplish what I want that's where I come from with basically everything when it comes to investing is this person going to be able to get me to where I want to be because again we're not afraid we're not afraid of the investment we're afraid of the ROI so when I like we're afraid of the return on investment and that we're not going to make it back and that's something really important the trucks outside my house today are just ridiculous so that's how I usually make decisions when it comes to investing also obviously like the logical part of it that's always the case like can I afford this can this go into my expenses and when I say can I afford this I mean is this going to fit into my expenses and it did I made it work because I really wanted to do this the next question that I wanted to leave you with was does this thought or action feed my higher self or my inner imposter. So if you've worked with me before, you know that I differentiate between inner imposter and your higher self. So these are two different entities in which your inner imposter is that critical negative Nancy in your head and the higher self is something that you are trying to reach at all times, um, that you are trying to embody, trying to be so you can step into that next level identity. And this is what I do as well when I invest is I ask myself, would six figure, seven figure Jill invest in this? And it doesn't necessarily have to be six figure or seven figure you. It can literally be, does the next level version of me do this? Does the next level of, does the next level version of me think that this is a good investment and like is so happy that she invested in this? I invested in a mastermind last year too, and it was a stretch for me then. Um, and when I invested, I was like, oh my God, it's really hard. I don't know how I'm going to make this work. I had to take out a credit card and everything. And when I invested now, eight months, nine months later, I'm so grateful that I did. It changed like so many things for me. But at the moment it felt like, oh my God, like this is really scary. Like, I don't know if I should do it, but next level me invested in it. And that's what I did. And this doesn't necessarily have to be investing either. So this can be like a disempowering thought, like I'm not a good enough coach to guest speak in that program, or I don't know enough to guest speak in that program. Does this thought feed your higher self or your inner imposter? And this is a good question for you to ask because it it allows you to zoom out on the issue and be like, okay, is this something that is contributing to the goals that I'm setting for myself? Is this something that's that a coach who is trying to make her way in the industry is this something she would say like I don't know enough to be a guest coach like fuck that like that is feeding your inner imposter and it's keeping you small because you're having the thought of I'm not good enough to guest coach in that coaching program and then you don't and then you don't expand your network you don't 
gain very valuable and important skills. So definitely something to think about when it comes to whenever you're making a decision, whenever you're um, taking an action or whenever you're having these disempowering thoughts. And a lot of the time it's, this is feeding my inner imposter. So you can reframe it and think, how can this feed my higher self? How can I learn a lesson from this? If you work with me or if you've seen on my Instagram or in my courses or anything, then you'll know that I use the rejection template all the time because the rejection template allows us to step outside of the experience at hand and allows us to see things from a different perspective and allows us to actually learn from the experience that we're having. So when you can always learn something from a negative experience or a negative thought, you really can't lose. So when you ask yourself, does this thought or action or decision feed my higher self or my inner imposter, it really gets you to to take that third party perspective in thinking that, okay, this is not going to serve my higher self because my higher self would never make this decision. My higher self would never make this decision. She would absolutely go and guest coach even if she didn't think that she can handle it because she's going to feel so good afterwards and that's another thing that we can add on as well um there's a technique in nlp um time techniques and in time techniques there is a certain part of the technique where you can release anxiety and it's basically releasing anxiety is going back on your timeline and it's this whole like technique but you go 15 minutes past what you would be feeling So you actually go in your mind's eye 15 minutes past the experience that you are anxious about or the thing that you are anxious about. Not only does this have you think about what you're actually afraid of, which really helps you like get to the root of it, but it also has you move past the feelings that you're in right now. And when we're really in the emotions, the anxiety, sadness, anger, whatever it is right then and there, it can really cloud our judgment and cloud our decision-making skills and cloud how we think about things. So those are your questions that I wanted to pose for you today. I thought of some empowering ones. And of course, when I come up with other ones um, that I use with my clients all the time, I'll bring them up on the pod. So does this decision feel expansive or limiting? And the second question is, does this thought feed my higher self or my inner imposter? Hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to use FITE podcast for 15% off the From Imposter to Empowered course. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast with me, Jillian Perrick. If you loved this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. And don't forget to tag me at your coach Jill. Of course, I'd love for you to rate the podcast five stars and leave a review. And if you screenshot your review and send it to me at your coach Jill on Instagram, I'll send you a free gift. At the very least, make sure you follow me on Instagram again at your coach Jill for tons of free content, strategies, and inspo. See you next time.